test. If you, if you miss or you're driving, you don't have the ability to uh, watch the recorded um, church service. You can tune in to just the message and listen to it at those times when you can't watch a video. So I want to talk a little bit. Thank you, Brendan Don, for providing the perfect segue. I want to talk a little bit this morning about living by faith. Paul talks a little bit about that in his second letter to the church at Corinth, and we see it in our epistle for this Sunday. I'm in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 13, all the way through chapter 5, verse 1. It's not as long as you might think. This is what Paul writes. But just as we have the same spirit of faith that is in accordance with Scripture, I believed, and so I spoke. We also believe, and so we speak. Because we know that the one who raised the Lord Jesus will raise us also with Jesus and will bring us with you into his presence. Yes, everything is for your sake, so that grace, as it extends to more and more people, may increase thanksgiving to the glory of God. So we do not lose heart. Even though our outer nature is wasting away, our inner nature is being renewed day by day. For this slight, momentary affliction is preparing us for an eternal weight of glory beyond all measure because we look not at what can be seen but at what cannot be seen for what can be seen is temporary but what cannot be seen is eternal for we know that if the earthly tent we live in is destroyed we have a building from God, a house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. So what is Paul saying to us exactly? What is he saying to the church in Corinth and to us here at Countryside with this passage of Scripture? He's talking about living by faith. And he says... We're talking about it because we are not going to be quiet. There's no way that we are going to be quiet about this topic. Living by faith. He says, just like the psalmist wrote, I believed it, so I said it. We say exactly what we believe. And what we believe is that the one who raised up the master Jesus will just as certainly raise us up alive. Every detail works to our advantage and to God's glory. God gives us more and more grace, which adds more and more people to the kingdom which gives God more and more honor and glory and praise. So Paul says we're not going to give up even though stuff outside of ourselves looks like things are falling apart. On the inside, God is making all things new. 
And he says that not a day goes by without God's grace unfolding on you and on me. So we can't give up. Because, I love the way the message puts it, these hard times are small potatoes to the coming good times. There's far more going on than meets the eye. The things that we see now are here today and gone tomorrow, but the things we can't see are going to last forever. And then Paul gives a for instance. He says, we know that when these bodies of ours are taken down like tents and folded up and put away, they will be replaced by resurrection bodies in heaven that are God-made, not handmade. And they'll never have to be taken down, folded up, and put away again. We will be once and forever home. Now, those of you that have been for any length of time sitting in these chairs or having conversations one-on-one with me will know that this is exactly what I've been saying all along. That's not me, it's the Holy Spirit. But what is going on here is that hardships in this world, especially for the Christian, are part of our everyday experience. It's part of being human. We call it the human condition. And when our circumstances in this life are such that it seems that our universe is coming undone, it's unraveling, coming apart at the seams, what's really going on, even if we can't see it, is that God is winding things up for our highest good and for his greater glory. And so we often ask in our human condition, why is this happening to me? Have you ever asked that? What did I do to deserve this? What is going on in the world today? Why is this happening to me? Well, the answer is very often because we live in a fallen and broken world. almost seems too simple because we live in a fallen broken world but the part that we can't see with our eyes is that that fallen and broken world is every day little by little being redeemed by the power of God working in and through you and me as the vessels that carry the good news of redemption You and I are part of the solution when we're willing to join in with what God is already doing in the world. See, we tend to get bogged down, I think, in our circumstances, don't we? Sometimes you can't see the forest for the trees. We tend to focus on the afflictions, the hardships, the trials and the tribulations, that has our full attention most of the time. And so we ask questions like, why am I not seeing healing? Why are are my prayers going unheard? 
Why isn't God doing this? Or why isn't God doing that? We tend to focus on the momentary afflictions as if they were the sum total of our existence. But see, Paul is reminding us that we are more than meets the eye. We're created to be so much more than our troubles. Created to be so much more than our hardships. More than our sin and our sickness and death. The, the hardships that we endure are just a blip on the radar screens of our vast eternal existence. See, the truth about God and the truth about you and God is that God hears prayer. The truth is that God heals every believing Christian who prays for wholeness. The truth is that even though we see God dimly through the glass now, one day we will see him clearly in all of his glory and all of his majesty. See, the truth is that God who sees our past, our present, and our future all at the same time, all at once, has already healed, already redeemed, already rescued, already transformed, already purified every single believer because he has already where you are going. So even though you can't see your healing now, at this moment, God already has. It's there waiting for you to claim it. So what we have to do, and it's not easy because we're in the human condition, what we have to do is let go of your timeline of material human existence and grab onto the perfect spiritual life that God has for you. So you realize that your healing is there for you. Your redemption and your forgiveness are there for you. Your transformation is there for you. You already have it. It has been bought and paid for for you by the precious blood of Jesus Christ. And so don't let it lie there unused and dusty on the shelf. Claim it. Claim what has been given to you freely. No strings attached. No payment due. It's yours. Claim it. Take it. It's yours. This slight momentary affliction in this human condition we're in is preparing us for an eternal weight of glory beyond all measure. Because we look not at what can be seen, but at what cannot be seen. For what can be seen is temporary, and what cannot be seen is eternal. See, this is the mystery of God's plan for you and for me. And he put it into motion because he loves us with an unparalleled, unconditional love. And he tells us about it. 1 John 3, 
verses 1 through 3. They tell us about this amazing love and how it impacts us in this human condition that we're in and in our eternal life still to come. Listen to what John writes. See what love the Father has given us, that we should be called children of God, and that is what we are. The reason the world does not know us is that it did not know him. Beloved, we are God's children now. What we will be has not yet been revealed. What we do know is this. When he is revealed, we will be like him. For we will see him as he is. And all who have this hope in him purify themselves just as he is pure. What an amazing love God has for us. That he has prepared healing for us. He has prepared redemption for us. He has, repa- has prepared every good thing for us. Have you claimed it yet? Have you made it yours? Have you accepted the grace and the gift of Jesus Christ? Come quickly, Lord Jesus. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. All right. So our last hymn today is...